Okay, today's tonight's year, Parshas Vayigash, Tavshin Ayin Hey, as we head off into one of the more emotional and exciting Parshios, as we head towards the end of Sefer Bracious, uh, and let us start with Perek Mem Dalid, Pasik Lamid Dalid. Let's start off again, right, um, in the discussion of Yehuda, when he is finally standing up and saying, enough is enough, towards the end of his discussion and persistence that Binyamin's not coming, the last Pasuk that he says before the Torah tells us Yosef can't control himself. Everybody out! Right before that, what's the last Pasuk that Yehuda says? How could I go to my father, and the lad, the young boy, is not with me? Pain, even though he was in his 30s at this time, we discussed that a number of years ago. Pain era barasher yimsatavi. I can't do it. I can't do it. The question is asked Yehuda is so concerned over Yaakov Avinu losing a son, he's not going to be able to handle it. We know the Torah tells us that Binyamin himself had 10 sons. Mupim, Chupim, all of, the, all of the names. Yosef already asked him last week why they called that. And, oh, they're all connected, something to do with Yosef. It wasn't at his chuppah, v'chulu. So why did Yehuda, he was so nervous and worried that Yaakov wasn't going to be able to handle it, he was going to lose his son. Okay, Yaakov was elderly, but what about Binyamin's ten sons losing their father? That's not, that's not mentioned. That's not uh, on, the, on the books. That's not something that Yehuda was towing in front of front of this viceroy of Egypt. So why is it? Why is it Dafka about Yaakov, Yaakov's love for his son, and not the worry of the ten sons of Binyamin? Says the Shem Atov in the fourth volume. Source number one. Mufursam b'shem ha-shloh kadosh ha-pitgam. It is known in the name of the Shloh, the following pitgam. Av echad mefarnes asara banim ve'en asara banim mefarnesin av echad. One father will feed ten sons, but ten sons won't feed one father. What is exactly does that mean? He quotes from the Chedushi Harim. This question, line three, the Rayatome Hanomar Beparshatenu, the Yehudat Saak, the Tfisas Binyamin Yagiachas Vesholmidi Misas Yaakov. If Binyamin doesn't come back, Yaakov is not going to be able to live. Velama Lo Itchanein Talo Binyamin Hayelo Asar Banim says the Chedushi Harim. There's nothing like the love of a parent for a child. Father for a child. There's nothing like it. And the child's love for a parent does not compare. Even though it's amazing and great. You don't need a mitzvah to tell the parents to act properly with their children. That needs to be said. Says the Chidushi Harim, El Demuchach, and that's the line of the Shlach Kadosh. That one father will take care of ten sons. But ten sons sometimes, you know, it doesn't work the same way. The Apidvarav says the Shemana Tov, though, with this idea of a parent's love, of a father's love for a child being qualitatively the highest level of love, it explains two or three other elements in our in our story. First, the Ramban's kasha, the famous kasha on last week's parsha, two weeks ago. 
Kushiatsuma, Efshalatari is Kushiatsuma Shiksha Ramban, Delamalo Ishtadel Yosef, Bechol Yemei Memshalto, Lohudia Laaviv Kianam Chayu. Why didn't Yosef send a postcard? Send him a postcard. Just tell him you're alive. I've called him Shezgawa Atzmolachiv. Before you reveal him, uh, yourself to your brothers, so send Yaakov a postcard. No. He knows Yaakov's in pain. Why doesn't he let him know? Yosef, no matter what does the Torah say? He refuses to have Nechama. And what does the Pazak say? His father cried for him. What does Rashi say in the name of Chazal? On the Pazak, not Yaakov. It's even referring to Yitzchak. Yitzchak cried for him. Rashi quotes, Yitzchak bacha mipnei tzaras Yaakov. Yitzchak cried because of the pain that his son was in. Yitzchak didn't, wasn't misabel, he knew that Yaakov was alive, that Yosef was alive. But he didn't reveal it. Because as Rashi quotes, there was a cheirim, there was a deal made between the brothers, and even Akhanish Baruch didn't reveal it, Yitzchak didn't reveal it. Says Yosef to himself, and he had the vision that he knew this was the state. If Yitzchak, who has the amazing love for his son, doesn't reveal it, then Kalvachomer, if I have love for my father, but that is on a lower level, so I'm not going to reveal it. How could I, Yosef, be, reveal it? It's a kavachomer. If the father doesn't reveal it with all of that love, the son, Yosef, says, I can't reveal it to, to my father. And also this explains later in this week's parsha. Ubaze Yuvan Gamkein, line 14. Va Yosef, Yasser Yosef is Merkafto. Yosef gets his chariot all together. Va Yera Elov. And finally, when they meet each other, he appears before him. Who's the he and who's the him? Says again Rashi, Yosef Nire El Aviv. Yosef appears to his father. Ask the Mefarshim, why is Yosef appearing to Yaakov more than Yaakov's appearing to Yosef. They're appearing to each other. And yet the Pasuk is Madgish. The Pasuk emphasizes he appeared to him and Chazal say it means that Yosef appeared to Yaakov. He made that the focus of the meeting. His appearance to Yaakov. Giving the vision to his father and not taking it in. Explain the Bali Musar. Because Yosef was focusing on his father's feelings. Yosef was focusing on realizing the love that a father, that a parent has for a child. There's nothing like it. He emphasized that the point of this meeting he was trying to focus on was his appearance in front of his father. And not that he saw his father. Says the Shem Ratov, it could just be describing the experience. Not that Yosef tried to do anything. But it's just that the love that was felt by Yaakov to Yosef was even stronger and deeper and greater. And therefore, the Torah describes that Yosef appeared to him. Because that was the 
dagesh of that of that meeting. He doesn't quote it, but one could also connect this. The Vilna Gon says, whenever one wants to see the root of an idea, you have to go to the first time it appears in the Torah. That's the root of the idea. Where's the first time love appears in the Torah? First time anybody loves somebody. For Rivko Heaven says Yaakov is not the first time. The first time, the first first time is, or the uh, the the love that Yitzchak had for for uh, for Rivka also. The first one is by the Akeda. Kachla is binchash or ahavta as Yitzchak, father and a son. That's the love. That's the root love. The first time that it appears in the in the Torah. And finally, we'll get back to this also later. Bez Hashem, but right now we quote, this is also could connect to the Maharal's comment and the problem with another Rashi. Four Rashis in this first Shemana Tov. The question that is asked when it says, when they met each other, finally, Yaakov and Yosef, he cried on his, he fell onto his neck and he cried. Who cried? It's only singular. Pirish Rashi to Koyal Yosef. Yosef cried when he met Yaakov. Yaakov! He was too busy saying Kriyashma. Yaakov was saying Kriyashma. He wasn't kissing him. He was saying Kriyashma. And asked the veil, they asked everyone. Why was he saying Kriyashma at this moment? And there's Hashkafa on this, and this, uh, this Lumdis, oh, Osik B'mitzvah, and it was the last moment, but Yosef was going to keep it up, aim, all the Lumdish answers, says the Shem in the name of the Maharal. Kara Kriyashma Achshav, the stipler also says this, we had a number of years ago, because at that moment, Yaakov felt a, a love for his son that he had never felt in his entire life. He had a feeling, he was overcome with feelings of love that he never felt, and therefore he wanted to channel that love to HaKadosh Baruch Hu. And that's why he's at Kriyashma. The question is, what, Yosef didn't have an unbelievable love that he never had before in his life? Only Yaakov reached that unbelievable difference in quality? Yosef also didn't see his father for 22 years. And then, still, no. Why didn't Yosef channel it? Explains the Shem Because Yaakov, that raw, pristine, pure love, that hits a deeper chord. A parent's love for a child is the deepest love that there is. It was a child for a parent. That's different than what Yaakov feels for him. And that's why Yaakov felt it. That's the emphasis that he was, he was Kohei Kriyashma. Obviously a child has to do everything they can to feel the deepest love and to fulfill the mitzvah of Kabeh and to love. Rav Chaim Shulevitz writes in one, in one of his Ma'amarim, if a parent gives all the covet for the, for the parent, it does everything, goes through all the motions. Machil, Mashkem, Malbish, everything. But it's not machshiv. It doesn't love the parent, then the point is lost. The, it, it, the, the message of kibbutz avim is lost. It's not just about going through motions. It's about the feelings. It's about the chashivus that a child gives to a parent. So obviously that's a mitzvah. But the emphasis here says the Shem Atov throughout all of these elements of the story of why Yehuda said talks about Yaakov losing Binyamin and not about Binyamin's ten sons. And why does it say why Yitzchak didn't? Why Yosef didn't reveal himself as at the postcard? And why is Vayera a love? And why was only Yosef crying and Yaakov saying, Kriyashma, all of them are because there was a different type of love. When it comes for a parent 
to a child, uh, the love is overflowing and qualitatively, qualitatively unique. Okay, moving right along. Same pasuk, same pasuk. Ki eich elavi. How will I go up to my? How will I go up to my father? So there is a drush. There is a drush that is mentioned in the. I want to get the safer so mm-hmm. By the Divrei Mordechai or Mordechai Leo. I'm sorry, I didn't write the uh, the name of it. He says al derech drush. He quotes one of his rebbeim, Madgishes Amusser. He tells us. There's a Jewish element. How could I go to my father if the child is not with me? It's talking about each one of us. How are we going to be able to stand in front of Avinu Shabashamayim if our children, right, a lot of family thoughts tonight, if our children aren't with us, what does that mean? When we stand in front of HaKadosh Baruch Hu HaChamev HaEsem HaShem, He's not going to ask us only about us. He's going to ask us, how do you educate your children? Did you put a lot of effort into it? Did you put a lot of thought? HaYiladim Heim Pikadon SheHaKadosh Baruch Hu Hifkid BiYadeinu Children are pikdonos. They are items that are given to us to guard, to cherish, to take care of. But they're not ours. Everything belongs to HaKadosh Baruch Hu. Why? Why did HaKadosh Baruch Hu give us the gift of children? Not to serve us, but for us to help them serve Him. That's the purpose of a child. The Adam, and the question that is going to be asked, Did you pick the appropriate school? How much were you involved in their Development. How much time did you put in? To make them into This one's close to the house, and this one is because it was a, uh, it was a uh, more, uh, it was cheaper uh, tuition. Obviously, we have to be realistic. But the greatest, the highest value is how can I help my children? and facilitate them to become the best Jews that they could become. On a deeper level, If the child is not child is not with me, I'm sorry, it's a little rubbed out on the bottom, so I'll read it in the original. The child has to make sure to follow in his parents' footsteps. When it's to bring their children to shul. Even though the child's not going to sit the whole time in shul, and one cannot expect them to sit, going to go out to get some air, some children more and some children less. Less than but that's not a problem. Bringing them to the shul and to have them see people davening. That will create an everlasting memory in the in the memory of the of the child. And says Ramadachal Yo, turning over the page now. 
Kishemosha Rabbeinu. When Moshe Rabbeinu had an argument with Paro, this also came to the fore. What happens? Moshe goes and says, let us out, we want to go serve our God. Paro says, no, 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 no. So finally, after a number of the Makos, he says, okay, fine. Fine, I'll let you go. Beginning of Parsha's bow. After Bacchus Arba, on Masa, he has a lot of the Egyptian state to Paro, let him go already. Let him serve their God. So Paro says, fine. He calls Moshe and Aaron in and says, Miva miyahochem. Who's going? Who's going with you? And what does Moshe answer? Everybody! What was Paro asking? And then Paro says, forget it, you're not going. What was the question? What was the answer? What was the rejection? Paro says, you're going to bring sacrifices. You're going to Karbanas. You're going to Ruchnius. So let the men go. What do you, what the kids are just going to, you know, uh, disturb you're going to bring carbonas. You're going to have a, you need to bring your children. They'll just stay here. Let the women stay here and watch the children. And you could go. What does Moshe respond? No, that's not the way we do it. Everybody. That's Moshe's answer. And Paro can't fathom it. Paro says, And he threw them out. Says the Divrei Mordechai, Be your line 10. Be your avikuach b'neim hu b'tfisa ha'amitish shel chinech ha'yeladim. Right, the root of the argument is about how the a root of education. What is the root question? Moshe Rabbeinu amar l'parosh anoram yochum hazakeinim. Moshe says, everybody. Kisrichim lumohim azdarki avoda. It's never you too young to start education. Es avodas hakarbanas, es kiyam ha-mitzvah. Ubelina arim, lo neilech. If there's no youth, we're not going. Ki ain't shum to'eles la'avodas Hashem, im lo yalamdu osolodoros ha-ba'im. A crucial line. There's no to'eles. There's nothing positive about serving God if there are no youth around to learn from those who are around. And he says, you learn this from Moshe and Paro, and of course you learn this from the mitzvah about bringing in the children, one of the last mitzvahs in the Torah, of course, the mitzvah of Hakel. Hakel, the women, the children, the women have to come too, so what are the kids going to, what are the kids going to do? The kid's gonna do. So the Chidar writes in one place, well that's why Hashem said to bring the kids. He knows you have to bring them anyway. So he made it into a mitzvah. But says the Devi Mordechai, no, because they could also, they could also get something out of it. And even, we mentioned in the past, if the parents have to fa- sacrifice somewhat from their spiritual experience, because they're very busy worrying about strollers and other things and uh, lunch, v'chulu. That's what HaKadosh Baruch Hu wants. Then he quotes an amazing story. Just a one-line story. It says he was once in Chutz Laaretz, maybe when he was Rav HaRashi. And I in a shul there. Friday night, not one child in shul. Not one child. Whatever shul it was. Kshamati Lidros, and I got up to speak. Bachavod. Amarti Lam, I said, oh, there's such darkness in this shul. Eizachoshech, Shorabesaknes. 
The Gabba hears that. He says, should I go get the Shabbos guy? It's dark. Should I get some more lights? I'll put on. He says, no. It's Shabbos. What are you talking about? And I said it again. I see tremendous darkness. One of them got up who is a rofe enayim. He was an eye doctor. He said, can I help you? Maybe I could, I could service you. He says, no. It's great darkness because there's no children in shul. Obviously, if there's a child that's disturbing, you should not be in shul. But a child that could be in shul. And I spoke about the chashivus of to give him the experience. We all will have to stand in judgment. We will say we did our best because there are certain areas which are out of our control. But if Heron has to do their best, and the rest is up to HaKadosh Baruch Hu, the rest is Yat HaDashmaya. The rest is Tefillah. And then he says in the last paragraph, something that we could even take Lamaisa, even without looking at the next paragraph. When our children learn to speak, what are the first words we teach our children? What are the first words? Abba, Ima, Mami. Whatever it is, the first words. Says the Divrei Mordechai. That should not be the first word. When we teach them to speak, what? Is it child about us? Torah Tzivalanu Moshe. The Ramab says it. It's a Gemara. Torah Tziva. Torah Tziva. It's about Him, capital H. It's not about us. The other siblings. That's what we focus on. It's, it's, a, it's unbelievable. Right? When they learn all the family members. What about the first Pasuk? And that's what the Gemara says. Gemara says We have to realize our children are gifts from Hakadosh Baruch Hu in His language. They're pictonos. They are charges given to us to be able to return to Him at the proper time, and we have to do our best so that we could say the Naarim are with us. Not Vahanar Einenu Vahanar Einenu Iti. Okay. Moving right along. Let's discuss Arashi. We continue. Yosef can't hold himself back. One of the most emotional sections, if not the most emotional section in the entire Torah. He can't hold back. He sends everybody out. Ani Yosef They can't answer him. We've spoken a lot in the past years about that Pasik. Don't worry about it. You sold me, but it's all from HaKadosh Baruch and what happens? They all get ready and they go down to Mitzrayim. Parak Memvav, Pasik Chavav. They all get ready to go down. And they head down after the Torah lists off all the family members that went down. All the fam- the Shvatim and their children. The Pasik sums up. Kol Hanefesh Abal Yaakov Mitzrayim Yotze Yerecho Milvan Neshebet Yaakov All the descendants of Yaakov Avinu besides his wives 66 Uvene Yosef and then Yosef is in Mitzrayim and his two sons and Yocheved is born on the way in altogether 70 So here it says Kol Nefesh Shishiv Rashi picks up on this Rashi quotes the Vayikra Rabbah 
Matsasi Bavayikar Rabba. Esav, Sheish Nefashos Hayulo. Earlier in Perak Lamid Vav, Pasik Vav, the Torah lists off all the children of Esav. Way back. Vayikach Esav es Nashav es Banav es Banosav es Kol Nafshos Beso. And Vayelech Alaris Bebrei Yaakov Achiv. Says Nafshos in the plural. And yet, says the Pasik here, Kol Nefesh. So six over there, that's called Nefashos. And here it says Nefesh. Says Rashi, Sheish Nefashos Hayulo, because of Koryos are Nefashos Beso. Lashen Rabim, why? Lefisha Hayu Ovdin Lelokus Harbe. Esav worshipped many different gods, they're all separate. Yaakov, Shivim Hayulo, because of Koryos are Nefesh. Yaakov Avinu, they're all Nefesh. Shayu Ovdin Lekelechad. Because they all serve. They all serve one God. So Nefesh versus Nefashos. Says the Ololos Ephraim. I thought that we mentioned it in the Daf a couple of weeks ago, but it's an Ololos Ephraim to take home. Who is the Ololos Ephraim? The Klayakar. The Klayakar, the Shlomo Ephraim Lenchitz, Allah Torah. He has three volumes set called the Ololos Ephraim, his Machshava Svarim. And there he discusses this Rashi in another context. Source number four. Says the Olos Ephraim, top left. Ula daiti should sowed ze near Mazavasham Rabbi Medrash. Shay Yisrael nigalu bischushalo shinu as shemam. As we're going to learn in a couple of weeks, why were B'nai Yisrael zochet to go out of Mitzrayim? Shaloshinu es. Lashona malbusham shemam. They didn't change their name. What does that mean? They didn't change their name. So it can mean literally they kept their Jewish names. Says the Olos Ephraim, it's deeper. Deeper than that. Elashibakan Baharemez Almidas Hashalam Shahisa be Israel. This is alluding to the unity that Am Yisrael felt Bishas Yitzias Mitzrayim. Kishachad Balevechad. They felt it. Kimitamze Nikru Yisrael Shulamis. Shenamar Shuvi Shuvi Ashulamit. This is why they're called Shulamit from the word Shalom. Coming together. Vikinamru Khazal. And this is his unique thought. Chazal tell us in Yevamis and elsewhere. Atem kruyim adam below haumos kruyim adam. Jews are called adam. Adam kiyamus ba'oel. It says in Chukas. That word adam is a reference to a Jew. Non-Jews are not called adam. What, what does that mean? Lame hizkir lashen kruyim. Havilimimar atem adam below haumos. What does that mean kruyim? Says the Klayakar, it's a reference to the Achtus of Am Yisrael. Why? What do you mean Adam? What does Adam have to do with Achtus? Kikvar Yadua Sheshem Adam Yorel Achtus Umazu Viala Shalom Shebeinayim Yoser Mi Bishara Umos. There's a different, unique type of idea, the type idea of Arvus that applies to Am Yisrael but doesn't apply to any other nation. The type of connection that we are mandated and have inherently. Shachalak Libam Zemizeh. Lefi, let me explain. There are four words in Tanakh that are used to connote mankind. Four words. Ish, Gever, Enosh, and Adam. They all mean man. They all mean mankind. Ish, Gever, right? Many times in, uh, in Navi you have Gever, Enosh, people, Adam. Ubishlashtam. Three out of four of them are also found in Lush and Rabim. You find it in Lush and Rabim. 
Lifamim Balashin Yachid, Vilifamim Balashin Rabim, Ish, Viksiv et Ishim Poale Aven. Ish is found in the plural. Gever, Lechu Naha Gvarim, we just quoted that Pasek, Paro, Paro called us Gvarim, because he didn't know this, Olos Ephraim. Enosh, Ma'anashim. So Enosh, Gever, and Ish all can appear in the plural. Adam, there's no plural for Adam. Adam is just Adam. There's no Adamim. Zulas Meshem, Adam, Lo Matsinu, Adamim, Lashen Rabim. What does that show us? That all Jews are united. It's Adam. V'yemkein hu yore al ha'achtus ha'pashut. It reflects the unique coming together of Am Yisrael. V'hu sod amra'al demus ha'kiseirisi demus kamara Adam. That's why in the Kisei HaKovid, one of the sides is in the shape of Adam. Let's say in the shape of Ish or Gever. The shape of Adam. Because it's all Jews together. L'kach amra'atem kruyim b'shem Adam. Hamoral ha'achtus v'shalom. That's the unique connection that we that we have. And then he quotes, as we find, in the Rashi, in Parshas Vayigash, Kamosha Matsinu Eitzel Esav, Nomar Nafshos Beso, Ava Bishahayim Esamis, but there were very few. There were a few people. Six, seven people. The Eitzel Yaakov, Nomar Kolanefesh Haboim Yaakov, Ava Bishahayim Nefesh, there were 70. Still says Nefesh. Still says the singular. Because at Tem Kruyim Adam, you have a special, unique quality to your Achdus. Ve'ein Acherim, others are not called, others are not called Adam. Right? Lamatsinu Adamim, Lashen Rabim. We never find that in a Lashen Rabim, it's just us. I might add, this is also, or especially true on Chagim. When Am Yisrael come together as one, and maybe this is alluded to in a question, the Sif Sechachamim is a commentary on Meseches Megillah, Meseches Brachas. It's a question that he asks. Might be others ask it too. Why is it that we have the six Siddharm of Mishnayis, five out of six of them are Lashen Rabim, and one of them is Lashen Yachid. Zraim, Moadim, Nashim, Nezikin, Kachim, Taras. That would be parallel. Or just say Zera, Moed, Isha, Nezek, Kodesh, Tahar. Five out of six are Lashon Rabim. Why is Moed Moed? Why isn't it Moadim? And if you want it to be singular, have them all. It's, a, it's obvious, Kasha, that we could go through life not asking this question. Such an obvious question. But he asks it. Why is it Moed and all the others are, are, are plural? So you can give opposite answers. Exact opposite answers. You could say, well, all the Moadim have the same message. I think he says the opposite. He says every moed it stands on its own. Every moed is a very different atzma. It's a different experience. You can say just the opposite, though. You can say all moadim have the same connect, have the same idea to bring us closer and to make us allow us to under, to, to stand l'fnei Hashem. So one can emphasize that maybe that's also all Jews are connected together. Adam on the moed, right? We have to go on the regalim. We have to go shalosh regalim to appear together in Yerushalayim. Right, Rosh Hashanah, the Svasebe says, we don't have to go to Yishalayim for Alila Regel, because when we both shofar, we're like in the Kodesh Kadashim, as the Gemara says. And Yom Kippur, Bechlau. Maybe even Hanukkah and Purim in a certain way. But the Achdus, the Adam element, is even more on the Moed, maybe also reflected by the singular Lashon of Moed. Line 28, V'kol zeh, mimashe yore al his Achdus umazu. 
nikru, and that's why we call ourselves and we call, we say in davening, goy echad ba'aretz, v'yeshlam kel echad, Torah achas, u'mikdash echad. It's all one. One God, one nation. V'zeu she'amar she'yisrael nigalu b'schush lo shinu That's the pshat, or the drash. They didn't change their name. What do they didn't change their name? They didn't change their name of Adam. They had achdus in Mitzrayim. And that's why they were Zohar to be redeemed. Yes, a week later, Akriyas Yamsov, the Medrash says, we started fighting again. But at least, Bishas, Yitzhiyas Mitzrayim. Why were we Zohar? Even though earlier, maybe there were a couple of Deltorin, Dasan and Aviram. But the Ruba de Ruba, Shaloshinu Ashmamli, Karebishim Adam Hamoral Achtos. They didn't forget their Adam. They didn't forget that they are unified, their oneness, their togetherness. And that's what, so again, a little rubbed down. I'm sorry, I don't know why the pages this week got a little uh, light on the bottom. But the uh, the bottom, he says, this is also alluded to in the Brisbane Abbasar and Bechlal. When Hashem discusses and predicts and tells the first Jew, Avram Avinu, what's going to be? What does he take? Kachli Egla Meshulashes, Ve'ez Meshulash, Ve'tar Ve'gozal. And what does he do? He cuts them in half. And Avram walks through, and the Shechina Kaviyacha walks, walk, goes through. Right? He doesn't cut the bird. Rashi quotes because the Tzipar is a remez to Am Yisrael. We're compared to a Yonah, and we are together, we are united. Right? And we are connected with each other. A couple of years ago, he mentioned the Sefer Hikaram that says the Brisbane of Asaram is that we're connected to Hashem. It's two halves of making one unit. But says the Kleyakar here, he says, that's the Tzipar on the, on the right side. That's the Tzipar. Shu remez li Yisrael lo basar. Ki bitzad he yutam ba'aguda achas. Zui sibas ki umam. That's how we stay together. That's how we stay existing. V'shiyu ru'uyin li higayel. V'zeh ha'yit ha'tshuva brura la'avram. Alamayamar b'ma'aida ki irashena. How do I know? If you stay together. That's nefesh versus nafshos. That's adam versus ish gever and Enosh. Now we appreciate Adam. Okay. Moving right along. Perak Memvav, we continue now. They're on their way down with their 69 plus people. And Shishi, Ves Yehuda, Shalach, Lafana, Vel Yosef. Yaakov sends Yehuda down first, Laharos Lafana of Goshna, to go to Goshen. Goshen, they come to Goshen. Why was Yehuda sent down first? So that's why we'll get back to this um, a little bit later as well, but let's just focus on it first a little bit here. Says the Pasik, Lahoros Lafanov. What is Lahoros Lafanov? So we know what Lahoros means now in modern Lahoros to Paskin, to teach. What does Unkelis say? What does Lahoros mean? Always good to look at Unkelis when we don't know what a word means. Vyas Yehuda Shalach Kadamoy Lavas Yosef. Yehuda was sent down. Lefana'a kadamohi legoshen. Lefana'a. Lefana'a to clear away. To empty out. He sent Yehuda to go empty out the area. What was he emptying out? What is meant by lefana'a? Rashi says, Laharos means to set up a yeshiva. Kitargumo. But first he quotes Unkelis. We don't focus on that. Lefana'a lo makom. 
And then he Ubufanov Kodem Shiagia Lasham, Umadrusha Goda, then he goes to Madrish, Lahoros Lafanov, Lisakin Lo Bas Talmud, Shemisham Tate Hora. Right, to go open up a yeshiva, which will be for for uh, for teaching. But Rashi first quotes Unculus, and then he quotes the Madrish. If you look in the beginning of the Bar Yosef, in source five, he quotes Rashi, and then he quotes the Madrish also. Kasav Rashi, source number five, Laros Lafanov, Kitargumo, Lufana, Lufanot Lo Makom, Lahorot, Hech Yashiva. That's what Rashi says. Medrash Agad, Lawrence Lafanov, to set up a yeshiva. U Medrash Rabasham, and the Medrash also says it. Chad Omar, Lahaskin Lo Bezdira, to set up a house. A Bezdira. That sounds like what Okola says. Clear away some area that we can build. The Chad Omar, Lahaskin Lo Bezvad, She Mora Bodvar Torah, Shua Shvatim Lomdebo. Set up a yeshiva. So it sounds like two days. Onkelis and Rashi, or the second day, to clear a place to, you know, go find out where there's a good place to live. Or number two, to set up a yeshiva. Ask the Ber Yosef. Line, line one now. If the second shot, to set up a yeshiva, Yuvan Pashut, there was no yeshiva yet. Even Shem Ve'ever didn't make it to Mitzrayim. So, there was no place to learn. That's why he's saying Yehuda early. Right, you got to go down. It, it would have been much more convenient for Yehuda to stay. He probably could have been a good, been, been a good help with all the schlepping and all the, uh, the animals. He was the leader. He probably Yaakov could have used him on the way down. But he sends, Yaakov, he sends Yehuda first. So, according to the reason to set up a yeshiva, okay, that's also an important value. L'sadelo makom muchan umatim l'veisvad. Ava, line 7, l'dei azu, sheshalach es Yehuda l'fanav k'dei l'haskin l'beisdira. But if it was just to find a house, any move on l'chorah. What do you have to go on the pilot trip for? That's what he sent Yehuda down, for a pilot trip, to find a place to live. V'chi Yosef sh'ayemoshel ba'eretz Mitzrayim. V'shalach lo le'mar ki tov kal eretz Mitzrayim l'chemhu. Well, Yosef couldn't give him a place to live in the palace until they... Till they, they got a place, you'll stay with me for a while. And then you'll you'll find a place. Why couldn't they just rely on Yosef? Says the Bear Yosef, Yaakov wasn't interested in living in the palace in Egypt. Hidafka needed a place. Away. How much did Yosef know every nook and cranny? Was Yosef familiar with Goshen? Was he familiar with every part of Egypt? He grew up in the palace. He was living in the palace. He grew up in the palace. But he, grew, he lived in the palace. It was Erevas Haaretz. Mitzrayim was so low. All the Shukim Mitzrayim were filled with Avodah Zarah, Giliarais, everything. The magicians, as we're going to have in a couple of weeks, when Moshe starts doing the signs in front of Parah, and Parah says, what are you doing? You're bringing, you're bringing magic to Egypt. What are, you, what are you joking? Says the Ber Yosef, Yaakov knew what Mitzrayim was like. And he knew that even for a moment, he knew the message that we mentioned. He knew that he couldn't put his children in that sviva. Even Yosef was going to take care of them in the Egyptian palace. Can't be. Can't, I can't bring my children and grandchildren there, says Yaakov. 
End of the column. Not in Times Square. I can't live there, says, says Yaakov to Yehuda. Go empty out a place. That also has to do with the Ruchni estate of his children. And then properly we can educate and I could feel safe to bring my children down there. Death the Lafana. Line 14. Even for a temporary amount of time. What must have gone on in the palace? Fine, Yosef had his section, had his area. But this was this was the palace of Paro. So we can't we can't fathom. Yaakov could fathom. And therefore he said, No way, I'm not bringing my children down. Line twenty three. Chashash Yaakov, so therefore, he said, no way, Afilu, Ezezman, and therefore he sent Yehuda, Goshna, go to Goshen, set up a place, and in that way, I could feel safe. Okay. Let's get back to a Chazal that we mentioned earlier. When Yaakov and Yosef first met. What happens? The next Pasuk. So Yehuda he sends. So it is fascinating that Yehuda is sent to Yosef. And then the next Pasuk, it doesn't say like, did they meet on the way? Like Yehuda was sent and then Yosef was coming from Mitzrayim. So did they pass each other? Nothing's mentioned. Did he see? Did he show him? You know, beforehand? Unclear. But either way. Yosef uh, gets his chariot ready. And Rashi quotes, he did it himself. Right? Whenever somebody wants to show that their Torah wants to say they're, they're, they're really into something. Avram did it himself. Bilam did it himself. And here Yosef does it himself. And he goes up to meet his father. Fascinating that here it says Yisrael. And so Yaakov, Yaakov, Yaakov. All of a sudden he goes to meet Yisrael, his father. As if this is not just Yaakov, but this is a symbolic stage of Jewish history. Yaakov being the, the microcosm of a nation. And that's why he's called the Israel here. Vayal, Vayal, Israel, Aviv, Goshna. Vayera, a love. And he appears to him. Vayipol, al Maybe he was in Goshen. Maybe so it doesn't have to say that, that he was, uh, he met Yehuda before. And he fell on his neck and he cried. So we mentioned the Chazal already, but let's read it now in Rashi. Yaakov didn't fall on Yosef's neck, and he did not cry. Probably one of the top two Midrashim in Rashi, in this week's Parsha, that are focused on. The other one's probably Agla Rufa. But here, what in the world was Yaakov saying Kriyashma for? It's Rashi knew that he was setting the stage for the next 900 years worth of Pshatim. 
saying why Yaakov Avinu was saying Kriyashma at this moment in time. And if it was so important to say Kriyashma, why wasn't Yosef HaTzadik saying Kriyashma either? Says the Shvile Chaim, who we've mentioned in the past a number of times, fascinating, great work from the Rav in Canton, Ohio, from the 1950s. Actually, it was printed in the 1940s, so I don't know exactly after him. Chaim al-Aziri. So he quotes these Tzokim, he was saying Kriyashma. Rabbi me'am afarshim tmehim. If it was the time for Kriyashma, if the time was running out, if it was the last moment, right, right, it was a Sovzman Kriyashma. So why didn't Yosef say it? And if the time didn't pass yet, why didn't Yaakov wait a little bit? Right? He, he, until he gives a little hug to his son, he hasn't seen him for 22 years, he thought that Yosef died. So what exactly is, is going on here? It's a major, major problem that has been dealt with by a number of the, of the Mepharsh. So says the Shvi Lechayim, getting back to the question of the Ramban that we mentioned earlier which is the question that is dealt with over these parshias, and that is why Yosef didn't reveal himself earlier. We're going to use that to answer our question about Kriyashma and really have an amazing mahalach, an amazing thought about Kriyashma in general and about the Yosef story. He quotes the Ramban. If you remember the Ramban, we mentioned it a few weeks ago as well. The Ramban says, why didn't Yosef reveal himself? Because he felt that his dreams were a form of a prophecy, a form of a nevuah, and therefore, it was not his place to intervene. And rather, it was his place to do what he can to allow the dreams to come true. The Shili Chaim is about to embellish that Ramban. Top of the next page. As Yosef is sitting in the wagon of the Egypt of the Yishmaelim and the Midyarim the Socharim, He's going down to Mitzrayim and he's thinking, my brothers just sold me to Egypt. What a crazy event. How could they have done that? But it smells good. It smells good in this wagon. Hmm, Hashem is still with me. Remember, Hashem sent him that message. So he has been thinking to himself, what's going on here? Remember, Yaakov Avinu taught him all of the Torah that he got from Shem Ve'ever. What was that Torah? He probably taught him about Yitzchak, about Avram, including the Brisbane Abbasarim. Yosef knew about that Brisbane Abbasarim. You are going to start a nation, Avraham, Yitzchak, Yaakov. You're going to be in a strange land. Yosef thinks to himself, this is it. I am a pawn in the hand of God. Hashem is using me. Yosef recognizes that. And of course he cannot reveal himself. If Hashem wanted me to go down and the whole family, he would have done this differently. The fact that he sold me into slavery, my brother sold me into slavery, yes, they're going to be punished for it. Hashem will take care of that. But Mitzid as an object says Yosef to himself, I'm a pawn. I'm a tool. This is part of the divine plan. Again, he sees the finger of God. Hashem chose him to set the stage. Hashem, thank you. Thank you for choosing me to be your tool. And when the time is ripe, and when Hashem decides to bring the rest of my family, I'll bring him. And that's why Yosef was always benachas in Mitzrayim. 
And that's why possibly on his level, what did Chazal say? That he was punished for saying, telling the Saramashkim, remember me, please, put in a good word to Paro, please. And what did, what did Chazal say? He was punished for two years. What do you mean he was punished? Regular Ishtavus. No, but Yosef had that recognition. Hashem's going to take care of it. Etz Belokim. So, on our level, we would have for sure done everything we've done. But on Yosef's level, he has that recognition. Since Yosef believed regarding the Kiyum, he knew Yaakov was going to live. Because he knew he was going to have to come down. And therefore, as Mawah not to mess up the plan. Right? His Apaklo Hadil Aviv Klumal Chayavo Matsavo. He didn't want to mess it up because he knew it was going to happen. Right? We can only fathom to put this into our terms. Sometimes there are movies that you can go back in time and mess up what happened and you can affect the future. Right? So Yosef knew the future, so therefore he didn't want to mess it up. F. Sharlanu, and he says, What can we give this as a marshal to? Lahashvos is open shtikaso shu Yosef. He says, imagine somebody's in the middle of Shmon Asray. You have a Jew who's in the middle of Shmon Asray. Somebody wants to talk to him. He doesn't talk to him. He doesn't stop. I'm in the middle of Shmon Asray. I don't care who you are. Okay, this show him. That's by Krishma. Ukshimishu pone la bidvar mo yasim lev ledoverbo. Ki halo asuku bitfilo lafnei makom. Yosef set Shmon Asray for 22 years. Yosef was asuk in his avoda. And he wasn't being mafsik. So he, he couldn't tell his father. He couldn't. He didn't want to tell his father. He couldn't. And even though he knew his father was in tremendous pain, but HaKadosh Baruch was in charge of the world. And therefore, if Hashem says this, this is what I have to do. He was kovesh his own ritzonos. He had tremendous love for his father. But he said, Hashem wants me to do this. I have to be mavato my ratzon for the ratzon of Hashem. And now he relates it back to our Rosh. Says the Shvilei Chaim, there are two types of Kriyashmas that we have in life. Two types, line 24. Kedelet Sayein, B'kasher Iminyanenu, Shachovas HaKriyash, HaKriyashma Mishalekas L'Shnei Sugim. One type of Kriyashma we're very familiar with. It's a mitzvah daraisa every single day and night of our life to say Kriyashma. Thousands and hundreds of thousands of times. Oh, it would say Kriyashma tons of times in our life. Every day, every night. That's one type of Kriyashma. Chovas HaKriya Bizmana. Boker Ba'erif. But then there's a second type of Kriyashma. It might not be the words of Kriyashma. But Kriyashma means Kabbalah Somacho Shemayim. It means recognizing that a Kaddish Baruch who's in charge and accepting everything from him. That Chiyav is when we have extreme moments in our life. And we recognize that this is not normal. There's also a chova of Kriyashma at that moment. At all extreme occurrences in our life. The first one we know. The second one. Shivisi Hashem Lenegdi Samid. When something unusual happens, an unbelievable simcha that I didn't expect, or the opposite, 
a terrible besora that one didn't expect. Al lo lishkolaches elokav yotzro umegino. You have to say kriyashma at that moment. Lo hodos lo al chazdova mito ula kabel as yisurav ba'ahava kereson Hashem yisparach. Uberegaim meromemim ka'ela at these uplifting, not uplifting always in a good way, but uplifting moments. Hayyehudi haneeman ledato kore kriyashma bekavana bekavana atsuma. And says, That's exactly what Rabbi Akiva taught us. Rabbi Akiva tells us the end of Masechah's brachas. He quotes it. Rabbi Akiva says, I've been saying Kriyashma all my life. I've finally been able to fulfill it. I'm not going to fulfill it. So the Talmudim say, Arkama. He says, yes, this is it. What does Rabbi Akiva mean? Beautiful. Not Tafki was saying Kriyashma at that moment. Maybe he was. But the Lush of Shema Yisrael means, I recognize that Kodesh Baruch who's in charge. And everything that happens to me in my life is from Him. That's Shema Yisrael, Hashem Elkin, Hashem Echad. That's what we learn from Rabbi Akiva. Line 49, Hayotze lanu mizeh, Shechovetz kriyas mutelas ala adam kol yimei chayim. We have to say kriyashma always. V'suma alav lahavin sha'avas habori adif ala avaso la'atzmo. And my love for Hashem and my recognition has to be greater than any other feeling in my life. And you know what says the Shvile Chaim? Yosef said Kriyashma for 22 years. That's what he did. By not doing what he wanted to do, which was, you know, sometimes people read the Ramban and say, oh, who, who said he should play God? Who said he should make the Nevuah happen? This is put, turning everything on his head? No. Hidafko didn't do what he wanted to do because he wanted to make sure that he didn't mess it up. He didn't ma- mess up the divine plan. And therefore, he kept quiet. And finally, turning over the page, line 12, when finally the moment of truth came, now it was time to meet his father. So now Yosef was nervous. Is my father going to realize that all these 22 years was for a good reason? Is he going to realize that I didn't do it for me? I didn't forget about him. I love him. I did it because I love him. So you know how Yosef showed? He hugged and kissed him and cried. Because that's what Yosef had to do at that moment. He had to show Yaakov that he loves him so much and he was in pain. And it's uh, imagine many times when when we're under a certain emotional stress or pressure, when when the moment comes that that it's over, we just let loose, we just cry. And we just, we, we've been holding it in, so to speak, for so long, and then it just comes out. That was Yosef for 22 years. He was holding it in. And finally, when he meets Yosef, he's like, I have to let it out because I have to show him that it wasn't because anything negative. What does Yaakov do? As a show of recognition, Yosef, I understand what you've been doing. He says, Kriyash. Yosef, don't worry about it. I know, I know what you've been going through. And I know why you've done it. Yaakov, line 21. Bechusho hanavu'i u'bibinato ha'ilait. Remember, the Shekhin already came back to him. But the Chiruach Yaakov aviyem. Hikir miyad ad heichan advar magiyim. He realized. V'ratza lahargi espino. He wants to calm Yosef down. Shemeivinu l'rucho. He understands it. L'fichav karashma b'shasa b'gisha. He says Kriyashma, Remez Liyosef, Shabatuachubo, Shaasa Basha Asa Lashem Kvod Hashem Viritsono. 
he realizes it. So Yosef had a cry, and Yaakov had to say Kriyashma. Unbelievable. Two types of Kriyashmas that we have in our life. Okay. Two final points, and then we will uh, finish up. Memzayin. Let's get to the last parak now. Yaakov comes down to Egypt. A very unusual conversation takes place. Yaakov comes. Parak Memzayin Pasaches. Paro says to Yaakov, Nice to have you. You've got a great son. Right? What is the first thing Yaakov says? How old are you? How old are you, old man? Strange question. Yaakov's answer is also pretty strange. Yaakov says, I'm 130, but my days have been krechts, sigh, groan, ma'at v'ra'im. But I haven't even reached the, the years of my, of my parents. Right? I'm one the, much younger than them. Than they were when they died. So what's the question? What's the answer? The Shagas Aryeh. When the Shagas Aryeh came to Metz, and he was close to 70 years old, and Surah Stamat 9 in the Panini HaTorah, and he was close to 70, and they were kind of like nervous. Like, what's going on with this old man? How long is he going to be able to be the rabbi? Right? Usually, you don't have to get a 70-year-old. 70-year-olds don't really take prabbas, usually. So the Shagasari, he comes, I know what you're all thinking. So let me give you a Dvar Torah about that. And he quotes this question on Paro and Yaakov. And the Shagasari says, let me give you an answer. He says, one question answers the other answer. One question answers the other question. You know what Paro asked? He saw that right when Yaakov came, the drought and the famine stopped. So Yaakov wants to make, Paro wants to make sure that this old man is going to stick around for a while. Because he doesn't know what's going to happen after he passes on. So he says, how old are you? Please say that you're young. Please say that. And what does Yaakov reply? Yaakov says, I'm not that old. I'm not as old as my parents. I've just had a tough life and I've gotten a lot of white hairs because of it. So it wasn't a bemoaning. It was answering the question that was asked. You say I look old. I do look old. But don't worry. I'm not so old. I haven't reached the years of my parents. That's Yaakov's answer and Paro's question. The toner must have been a little bit out on this last page. I apologize. But I will, uh, everybody wants the... Uh, the back page, feel free to look in the Pinia Torah, and I'll tell you the last source um, as as well, which is a little rubbed out. Okay, that's the conversation. Let's get to the last source. And that is related to a question we've already mentioned, but it's also related to the Haftorah. One of the most um, focused Haftorahs, amazing Haftorahs from Yechezkel in Paraglamid Zion. The question let's we'll get back to is why was Yehuda sent, sent down first? Why was Yehuda sent down first? Out of all the Shvatim, let's say, he wanted to build, build yeshivas, so why didn't he send down Yisachar? He was the Talmud Chacham. Yehuda's not only known for his, you know, for his strength, for his leadership, Malchus. Why Yehuda? Question one. Question two, asked the Bnei Yisachar in Mamar Beis or HaTorah. Earlier, when he sent him down to Goshen, he says he sent him down to Goshna. So you can't build a shear based on this question, 
but he does throw it in. Why is it Goshna and not Ligoshen? Even though Goshna means Ligoshen. But says the Bnei Saskar, there's a reason here it says Goshna and not just Ligoshen. Question two. Says the Bnei Saskar, and again, I'm going to say it outside because, again, I'm sorry, it's a little uh, rubbed out. Until you get to the next page, on, on, on page 12, we'll get to that. Says the Bnei Saskar, the word Goshna, and he goes through this, we're not going to go through each one, refers to the four Galios that Am Yisrael were going to find themselves in. Bavel, Paras, Madai, Bavel, Paras and Madai is one, Yavan and Edom. The four Galios, they're all alluded to in the four letters of Goshna. Mitzrayim was the root of all Galios. And therefore, Yaakov Avinu has to send Yehuda down. Why? What's our Haftorah about, says the Bnei Sashar? V'yata ben Adam, says Hashem to Yechezkel, kach l'cha eitz echad uksova lovely Yehuda, take a piece of wood and write Yehuda on it. Ula b'nei Yisrael chaveirav, ula kach eitz echad and take another piece of wood. Uksova lovely Yosef, eitz Ephraim, v'chol b'nei Yisrael chaveirav, take a piece of wood and write Yehuda, take a piece of wood and write Ephraim. V'korav osam echad alachad l'chal eitz echad, Put them together and make them into one piece of wood. And they will be unified in your hands. What's going on here? This is the two Mashiach. This is Mashiach ben Yosef and Mashiach ben David. Yehuda and Yosef. That's what the Haftar is about. Says the Bnei Yisachar. Yaakov. Yosef was already in Mitzrayim. He sends Yehuda down to set the stage to have the redeemers, to have the two Mashiachs in Mitzrayim already. Yosef is there. Yehuda go down. Because this, this, this is the root, the start of Galus, the start of the Jewish history, which hasn't ended yet. And Goshen is abbreviation for all the four Galios. And that's why they go to Goshen, but not just Goshen, Goshen, or Goshen. But they go to Goshna. That's what he says now in Source 12. The Adu Lavo. So he needs Yehuda to go down to set the stage. And that's why it says why he sends Yehuda down. Those are the two, uh, the four Galios. Goshna is Guf, Seichel, Nefesh, Hakol, which is a symbol of all the four Galios. But then he has one more point, and with this we'll finish. In the footnote, he says, unbelievable, he says, the Minog is to play dreidel on Hanukkah. And that's always right before Vayigash. The Minog is to play dreidel on Hanukkah. And the original dreidels, now we have a lot of fancy dreidels, but the real dreidels were wooden dreidels. Wooden dreidels and an eights. What are the letters on the letters on the dreidel? Goshna. Same four letters. Same four letters. What? Right, the uh, the Chutzlaris dreidel. That's why he wrote it. Yes, the Chutzlaris dreidels. Well, it's a Golus message. So that's why it makes sense that it's it's a Golus dreidel. 
Dafka wood, because it's the woods, remember the Mashiachs, the wood that Yechezka puts together. It goes, spins around. They're all spinning around the middle point, which is Am Yisrael. Haminag, and he calls Dafka the Eitz, says that's what we have with Nes Gadol, Haya, Sham, the Sham, because this is, we're still in Galas. He wrote so that uh, Mashiach ben Yosef shows his face very soon. Mashiach ben David comes along, as the Haftarah talks about, as the Parsha talks about. Be'ez Hashem, we should all be Zohar to be together. We should be Zohar to be Adam, Atem Kruyim Adam, in Yerushalayim, Be'mehar V'yamein.